0: is the Gemara about Matan Teda. You have whole whole give Matan Teda here. You have four Blat Gemara. Of course, we're going to cover all of it in an hour since we're so scholarly and so quick and so deep and so efficient. You'll notice that on the margins of a variety of pages, I made numbers. I selected ten, my Marah ten statements from the whole story of Matan Teda Of course, there are other places in Shas where Matantheid is mentioned, but this is the primary suge. And um, I think as a preparation for shavu, this is a good topic. It's certainly a good change from the regular topic that we do. And um, we're not going to learn all of it, like I said. We're just going to learn these isolated topics because they're interesting. And I'm not going to rush. In other words, if I finish all ten... Something is going to be a miracle. Time will slow down. You'll sit here till 11 o'clock. Or something like that. Which, uh, in other words, it's not chayich. It's to finish all ten in one hour. We'll cover. Okay, we'll start from the beginning, which is one. Which is on page two. The, number, the page is numbered at the bottom. So we're going to start with item two. I'm going to give you a very, very brief introduction. Okay? We have 51 days between Pesach and Shavuos. 51 days means seven weeks plus two. That's all. Right? A week this year is from Wednesday to Tuesday. That's a week. That's seven days. Wednesday to Tuesday is a week. Wednesday to Tuesday was Chasid. Wednesday to Tuesday was Gavura. Wednesday to Tuesday was Teferes and so forth, right? Today is Sunday. We're getting a little too close to the Shkir to say what Svirah we're holding. But Tuesday we're going to have the 49th Sfira. Take away those seven weeks. If two more days. Pesach and Shavuos. That's 51. Pesach and was 52 days. They had an extra day. And the Cheshbon is very simple. The story of Shabbos HaGodl was Yud Nissen. Remember? The reason we make it Shabbos, not the 10th of Nissen, because it's Miriam's site, and there were Jewish people who like to fast on Miriam's site. Remember that? Shabbos HaGodl was Yud Nissen. In other words, Pesach in the year 2448 was on a Thursday. Hey, tes, Vov, Nissen was Thursday. Wednesday night was carbon Pesach, Wednesday. Right? When I actually, yeah. mm-hmm. But it happened the first time. Wednesday night 2448. Bez Allah from Tafmim which is exactly 500 years since the birth of Avraham Avinu. He was born in 1948, and 400 years since the birth of Yitzhak Avinu was born in 2048. That's the cheshbin of 400 years. Okay? And the, the, for, for a frame of reference, the mabel was 1656. 292 years before Avraham Avinu was born. Okay. And um, so Wednesday night at midnight, Hashem killed the firstborn. Wednesday, Thursday afternoon at midday, it says, whenever it says, means exactly at midday, Hashem took the Jews out of Egypt. This is Thursday, okay? When was the tether given? Tether was given Shabbos. Okay? Now count your week any way you want. You want to count your week Thursday to Wednesday? Fine. Thursday to Wednesday times seven is 49 days. Thursday, Friday, Shabbos is 52 days. You understand? You understand the Cheshbon? We have 51 days, they're the, an the extra day basically. We had 49 days of Sfideh, the 50th day was Matan they had 50 days of Sfideh, the 51st day was Matan plus the day of Pesach itself. And the Rebbe has a sikhah where he explains why this is. It has to do with the fact that there's two Madregas in the 50th gate, that we put both Madregas together, they had to have two days for the two Madregas in the 50th gate. There's another thing that the Chazal say, and that is the Tereh was given on Shabbos. So if we left Egypt Thursday, then it was given on Shabbos, there's no other way to figure it out. You know, 52 days. Now, there still manages to be a machleikis. Even though all the facts I just told you are constant. Everybody agrees that Shabbos Ha-Godl was Yud Nisan, and then Thursday was Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim and the it was given on Shabbos, there's still Chacham still managed to argue. Why? How many days are there in Nissen? 30 days. How many days are there in Iyar? Usually 29. Okay? There's a das Chachamim who say that that year, Eir had, had 30 days. If Eir had, had 30 days... How often does that happen? In our calendar, never. No, it Cannot happen. The only ones that fluctuate nowadays are Cheshvan and Kislev. Sometimes they're both 29, sometimes they're both 30, and sometimes Cheshvan is 29 and Kislev is 30. Otherwise, it's a perfect pattern. Starting with Tevis, 29-30, 29-30, Nisn is 30, Sivan is 30, Av is 30, Tishday is 30. Shvat is thirty. It's always you understand what I'm saying. The two fluctuating months are Cheshvan and Kislev. And when you have a leap year, the first Adar is an extra thirty days. The leap year is an extra thirty days. Mm -hmm. Okay. If year that year happened was thirty days, I'll save you the math. Okay. So then the thirtieth day of year was Sunday. So the Shchadish Seven was Monday. So Shabbos was given on Vov Seven, like we keep it. Okay. Rabbi Yesi says, Chaydashayd had 29 days. So the last day of year was Shabbat. So the Chaydashayd was Sunday. So the Taylor was given on Shabbat, which was Zaya in 7. You follow? Do You understand? It's a where the a is whether the was given on the 6th of Sivan or the 7th of Sivan. For sure, 52 days. The Shayla is only how many days in Sivan? And the Navkumin is as follows. The Jewish people count the days. The Jewish people arrived at the Harsina. Let's put it this way. You didn't arrive at the Harsina, and started preparation. According to Rabbanan, they had seven days of preparation. From su- according to Rabbi Yezid, they had seven days of preparation from Sunday till Shabbos. According to Rabbanan, they had six days of preparation from Monday till Shabbos. Okay? This is as much introduction as you need. Feel comfortable to ask any question. I'm, I'm just trying to give you a. What's the difference again? Anyway? It was 30 days in the month of How many days they had to prepare for Matan If Rish was Sunday, they had seven days to prepare. If Rish was Monday, they had six days to prepare. Because we know for sure that they came to Matan on Rish Chedish, which was either Sunday or Monday. You follow? So let's learn the Gemara. I know that Matan Taylor was for sure and Shabbos. For sure in Shabbos. And it started early Sunday in Nesson or Monday, Monday. The difference is Sunday or Monday, basically, right? The beginning. The, the immediate preparation. Taner Abba teaches us item number one. We got the date on Vav Sivan which was Shabbos. This is of course assuming that Resh Sivan was Monday. Resh is Monday, Shabbos is Vav. Rabbi Yisri says no, Bishiva boy, That Torah was on the seventh day of the month. Omar Rav and now Rav is going to clarify. Now remember, what are the constants? What do we agree to? Shabbat Gadol was Yud. Yitzchak Mitzrayim was Thursday. Shabbat was given on Shabbos. The whole argument is whether the year is 29 days or 30 days. Omar Avaz is enough The Kula cool, Am, everybody agrees. But Chedesh, Osu, Lemid Bar Sinai. We came to Har at Heshchedesh. And there's a heckish for this. Raghzer, Shavah. Ksiv HaAch, it says in this passage, On this day we came to Harsinah. The word Haseh is used. So we have a correlation, a corollary, a hekish between Hazeh and Hazeh, and, and in that other pasuk it says Malhal Afkan Okay. The limit, is at least for us is not that important. The fact is Yidin came to Harsinai on Resh Chedish, which was as we already discussed either Sunday or Monday. Next, with the Kula it's a universally held opinion that Shabbos did the Jews got a tater on Shabbat. Incidentally, do you know Yassi Yossi Keller is? you know Yossi Keller is? Know Yossi Keller is? Yes, a, yes, Keller. He is a library. He is a library. He just moves. He's a moving library. He's one of those people who knows everything. So he told me that there's a seder elam, which is a medrash, that gives us a chronology of the history of the world that indicates that it wasn't given on Shabbat, which is most interesting. I never researched it, but if he told me, it's true. But <laughs> in the Gemara, everybody says that the tater was given on Shabbat. What day was Shabbos? Shabbos HaGadu?
1: It was Thursday.
0: Wednesday night was... Everyone agrees. There's no question about it, because we know that Shabbos HaGadu was Yud. Okay. With the Kula Alma, page two. With the Kula everybody agrees that Shabbos, Nitin, Yisro, we got the Tadol on Shabbos. What's the proof? Again, a hackish. Remember Yom Hashabbos, the Kaddish. Today is Shabbos to make it holy. Or Ksiv Ha'ochel is another pasuk that says, "Remember this day." And the Gemara makes a hekesh, which I think you have to analyze, but I'm not going to analyze it. Malahalin bi-tumishayim, just like when it says "Zocher sayimaze" in Mitzrayim, it means it was on that day. Avkan bi-tumishayim. That means to say that what the Possuk says, yoyim, ha-shabbos, that means that Hashem is saying to remember Shabbos on Shabbos. Yoyim, ha-shabbos, is on Shabbos. Mm-hmm. Okay, in any case, th- these are the two constants. We came to Hashem and we got to take the Shabbos. The Shailah is only what day of the week it was. Keep liggy. what's the argument? Be the how you fixed the Chadashim. Rab Yosi, Rab Yesi holds Bechad v'Shaba ik Rish Chedish was Sunday because Eir has twenty-nine days. Okay, now I'm going to go through Rab quickly because I'll I'll do the learning in the Rabbanon. Well, B'chad on Sunday when they arrived at Har Sinai, he told them nothing. Mishum they were tired from the trip. Betrei B'Shapa, on Monday, Amaluwi told them, V'atem ti you will be my chosen nation. Again, I'll explain this all in the Rabbonah. Flip over to page three. Betil sa'amalohu mitzvah haqbalah, the third day, which is Tuesday, according to Rabbi Yassi, he gave them the mitzvah of defences. Barba Wednesday, Ovad Perisha, he gave them the mitzvah of, of purifying themselves and halifying themselves. Rabbi Yassi holds Sunday they arrived. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the Gemara says what happened. Thursday and Friday, we don't know what happened. The Gemara goes moot. Nothing happened, okay? Now, the and sadly. And now we're going to slow down here. The Rabbonin say as follows. We're on page three, second line from the top. Betrei b'shabeik b'yarcha. The was Monday, because Iyar had, had uh, 30 days. Incidentally, another example of the same would be, the Gemara says, Kar alai mo'yed Tammuz always has 29 days. Correct? Nissen has 30, so Sivan has 30, and Ovest has, has 29. In the year 2449, in other words, a year after Matantei, the Meraglim were sent, the spies were sent. Right? They spent 40 days in Etz they came back to B'Av. If you do the math, they really came back Yudav, unless Tammuz of that year had 30 days. And the Gemara brings it right. that es- you say when they left? Because we know when they left, right. Yeah, you okay. can do the mathematics. They left, matante, left Harsinai 20 of Iyar. Okay. They traveled three days, they got into trouble. <laughs> then they had 30 days of kivis Attava from the 22nd of Iyar till the 22nd of Sivan. Then you had the seven days of midyam Saras, which is the 29th of Sivan. And then you have the 40 days, which Entishabov. You follow what I just said? They left 20 Iyar, they left. Three days they traveled, they complained the 22nd of Iyar. That same day they started to complain they wanted Slav. Remember that story that for 30 days they were getting sick and dying? So from the 22nd of the year till the 22nd of Sivan. Miriam speaks Lashon Hodesh, she becomes at seven days until the 29th of Sivan. The next day they send them an Aglam. To get from 37 to 9 of and have 40 days is only possible if uh, Thomas has 30 days. So that the, was an ex, also an exception. There was an extra month to a, a month, which is typically 29. What if you say Miriam had Saras and then she started So you have a day, extra day there. She had Saras and no. then the next day she started her seven days. So then you forget your day, you even, you, you're missing you an day extra day. Missing a day. Right. Course, In any case, but let's go back to the Gemara now. Betrei B'Shabba Ik Yarchem. Monday was Resh Chodesh. L'amalov, L'amidim Moshe doesn't tell them anything, but Shemchol Shadu Orche. They're tired from the journey. There is, on these words of the Gemara, a sikhah from the Rebbe, that I think is, it's delicious. It's really very, very sweet. Very, very special. The Rebbe says, a klotz kasher. The Gemara says, they traveled from the Refidim to Sina. You know how far it was from Refidim to Sinai? Atchum Shabbos. A kilometer. Maybe less. Tchum Shabbos has 2,000 amers. You want to figure that a kilometer is the Tchum Shabbos. Yaya The Gantzimosh is In the Fidim, they could see Sinai. They traveled no place. They just closed up their tents. They made a few steps. And they set the tents up back. Those are mice. They didn't travel very far. It didn't take very long. And they weren't tired. That's Aleph. Base. Here you have a group of people who've been counting the seconds till Sinai. You know what it says in The says, why do we have mitzvah, Sfira? Because they counted, so we count. But they weren't commanded to count. They counted because they were desperate to get the tater." You follow? The Chumash has a very interesting things. A very interesting pasik in Pasha's Shemais. Moshe Rabbeinu was a shepherd. He takes his sheep out into the wilderness they shouldn't eat from other people's graze. He comes to Har Sinai, which was an unusual phenomenon because was in the middle of a desert and Har Sinai was fertile. Harsin, it was not desert, it was like an oasis. And he sees a burning bush, a thorn bush, dead as paper. It's burning and it's not being consumed. So he approaches the burning bush, and the Abish says, I'll take it out it's a holy place. And the Abish says to Meish Rabbeinu, go take it in of Mitzrayim. So what does Meish Rabbeinu start to do? Huh? He comes up with excuses. Seven days. Seven days, Moshe tells the Abish to send this one, send that one, send the other one. Why me? Why not him? Moshe Rabbeinu has set the stage for every Yeshiva Bachar's excuse giving. And he outdid any Yeshiva Bachar. Seven days, he keeps al- Atmos the you know, why today? Why not tomorrow? Maybe next week? Maybe next year? Why me? Why not somebody else? And of course, the abish gets upset at Moshe Rabbeinu. And it says in the Gemara, Rashi says it also, Meishah Avinu lost the koruna because of it, but there's an interesting pasuk. says mi Who am I that you're sending to take Nemi tzrayim? V'chi oitzi as bnei mi that take the Jewish people out of Egypt?" says Rashi. The Moshe is saying two things. Number one, who am I to take Gid of Mitzrayim? Number two, who are the Jews that they deserve to go out of Mitzrayim? Two different times. First of all, who am I to take Yidden in the Mitzrayim? Secondly, who are yidden that they deserve to be taken in enemy's time? So the Abishta answers him. As far as your complaint that you think you're not worthy, don't worry. I'm going to be with you. You'll speak fine. Don't worry about your stutter. Don't worry about your lisp. Don't worry about your impediment. And as far as the Jews, that you claim to have no schus, you're right. They technically don't have But, that means they're going to get the schus after the fact. You take them out of Mitzrayim with Nauschus. They're going to come to this mountain and get the Teirah and that's going to become their schus retroactively. What's going to justify the fact that they left Mitzrayim in the first place is Har Sinai. Okay? Or as the Rebbe used to say in the 70s when they used to have the protests in front of the Russian uh, embassy and the consulate for the Russian Jews so the whole slogan at that time was let my people go so the Rebbe screamed, the Rebbe said it's it's a misquote, it doesn't say let my people go what does it say? let my people go and they shall serve me the Rebbe says you take a Jew out of Egypt and you don't give him the tater you've moved him from one slavery to a different slavery Freedom by a Yid is Dafka connection to the there. So they go out of Egypt and they get the Teder. So Moshe comes to the Jewish nation and he tells Yidin, you're going to go out of Mitzrayim and you're going to get the Teder. So the Jews leave Egypt and they say to Moshe, okay, let's go get the Teder. Let's justify our exodus. Let's justify our freedom. So Moshe says, not so quick. Take some time. You have to prepare. How much time is it going to take? I think approximately seven weeks. I don't know exactly what Moshe told them, but they started to count days. Klal Yisrael counted days, and they were pushed desperate to get the Torah. And like I said, somebody showing him say the reason we have a mitzvah of Sfira so I made it, is because they counted. They come to Har Sinai, and Moshe says, "Oh, you guys are tired. Go to your tents, rest. I'll speak to you in the morning." First of all, they were not tired. They traveled almost no distance. I, I told the ladies, it's like from Sterling Street to Eastern Parkway, but it wasn't even uphill. <laughs> it was no big deal. They went no place. They weren't tired. That's Aleph. Vashayna, even if they were, they were desperate to receive the taita. Meshe says, come back tomorrow. How come the Jewish people didn't pick it? and say, what do you mean come back tomorrow? We finally came to Har give us instructions, tell us what to do. This is the Rebbe's kasha. So he says, like, he says like this, Hashem gave us the taita on two levels. There's the chokhmah of the Tehidah, the intellectual dimension of the Tehidah. And there's the spiritual, there's the godly, the holy dimension of the Tehidah. How do you prepare to receive the chokhmah of the the intellectual dimension of the teyre? You learn. You use your mind. You prepare to receive the chokhmah of the Ebershter. How do you prepare to receive the godly dimension of the Tehidah? What's the keili for alakus? How do you make yourself of a keili for getlachčait? Bittel, humility, what does it say in the Chumash? The Jewish people became like one person. How? They revealed the Neshama. On the level of the Neshama, they're one. Moshe like, doesn't say anything. You know what's going to happen when Moshe tells them instructions? What's going to happen when Moshe gives instructions to the Jews? I'll give you one guess. They're going to argue about what he meant. That's what they're going to do. What's they this one doesn't say like this. This one does say like that. Then you can get into the whole situation. Nagu covered. Lay nagu covered. Moshe doesn't say a word. You know why? Because today was not about arguing. Mishum de urcha. the orcha Translates to Rebbe. Orcha means the road. The path. The avoid of that day was chulshah. Chulshah means weakness. Translates to Rebbe. Bitl. Not Mishum the orcha. They were tired from traveling. So Moshe didn't say anything. Mishum de orcha. The avoid of that day was bitl. The avoid of was echad. the Jewish people should reveal the point in their Nishamah where they're all one and the same, and that's why he doesn't say anything. What happened? Everybody agrees. Now let's put it to you in other words. Jewish people argue, right? Is that good or bad? Huh? Depends who you ask. Right? You like Jews or only <laughs> it's good and bad. Arguing brings us closer to the truth. Abish to set up a Taydah that every single layer in Taidah, beginning with Kayrach and Mesha Rabinu, continuing with the Zdukim and the Sadik. Uh, there has never been a giliv of Tayra without machlekes. Why? Because we grind it out. Now that doesn't mean you have to hate the other fellow, right? But within Taidah, Hillel and Shammai, Rav and Shmuel, when was there not Machlakis division and Yiddin? isn't bad. Machlaikis is bad when it becomes political. But people should disagree is a good thing. When you didn't travel, they disagreed, because everybody understood that travels spiritually differently. All of a sudden, everybody agrees. What happened? What to the Jews? They lost their guts. They traveled to the Ben nefesh, and the Ben nefesh. there's nothing to disagree about. Everybody's the same. First taste. Monday, Rosh they traveled the enormous distance from the Nefidim to Sinai. Like Omalu, I didn't teach them anything. Because it was a travel of Bittel. It was a journey to the Pintaliyid, where all Jews are equal. So Moshe doesn't say a word. Shein I like it. I hope you like it too. And we continue. Bittelta, fourth line from the top. Tuesday, which was base 7, Omalu, Atem Tihilu. He gave them the mitzvah, the idea of Atam Tihili. In simple English, this is the day we were chosen. Okay, this is called in the Velt, the day of our genealogy. Where did we get that distinction? The chosen nation? Tuesday, Bays 7, 24 to 48, that's when it happened. Okay? What does it say in the Chumash? So the Chumash is follows. Moshe had a policy. I don't know why, but he had the following policy. That he wouldn't go up to Harsina except early in the morning. Again, I don't know why, but this is a fact. Moshe only went up to Harsina Fatog. How long did it take? didn't take very long. Harsina is the shortest mountain in the world. I mean, you, have you ever been to Mount Sinai? Once upon a time, the Jews owned it. You know that? So it back. Do you, you You were there? I may have by. Huh? I may have by. You were making I trouble at one that. point in your life. No. I have a friend who was no, about my back. age, in 1981. He went to Egypt. He no. went right after so, the... So on the way, you mean, they... The, I'm saying when, the, when we first made this so-called peace treaty yeah. they, they were still allowing people to go to Egypt without getting killed they went know. to Egypt afterwards. you guys were in Egypt yeah, Mr. Goy. you yeah. <laughs> telling me they didn't tell me <laughs> but they sell these rocks did you get one of those rocks? no what? It's in the middle of the desert It's very hard they do not they do have know a stone the Egyptians have no idea what it is nobody no, how could they know how I've seen it is? I have a stone from the Masada no, but they have stones, have stones Sina, from Harsinai that has it's bush it, on it. it has yeah. of right, bush right, right, right. I right. have one on my house. It's amazing. Yeah. What is that? Yeah, we're saying it so the whole Harsinai is a stone that has little a leg, snes, little bush on it. There. it has like in inter- yeah. It's an actual bush or it's a picture of a bush, no? it's, it's a picture like of a bush. on a stone. But the the guy takes a piece of rock, he cracks it in front of you and he opens it up and wherever you look, you see bushes. It's posh it remarkable. small as you go? Uh, and the bushes aren't very big to start with but it's just an amazing thing they didn't, you, you guys were in Egypt and didn't visit Har Sinai. but once upon a time the Jews owned it and people used to go visit Har Sinai. It's, I, I, I don't know how tall it is but it's not it's not 10,000 feet it's not no. you know what I'm saying it's, no. the Gemara calls it the shortest mountain in the world in any case so Moshe climbs the top of the mountain Moshe had a policy that he only climbed early very very early which meant realistically that Moshe went up once a day. That was it. He went up, he came down. If he had something else to do, he waited until the next morning. That's why it takes six days. But he went up and down between the taboo and Miein. No, no, no. Ah, Before. From... He climbs the mountain Tuesday morning, early, early, early. It's at say in the morning, it's dawn. Moshe climbs the mountain. Shalom alayhi <laughs> Moshe, was master. everything? Was machin yidin? Did they unpack properly? And the Abishah says to Meshach Abaynu, this is the deal. They're signing a contract. Or they're making a krisis bris. So the says, this is what I'm offering, this is what I want in return. It's written explicitly in the Chumash. He says, number one, I have proven myself to be a reliable partner. I did many miracles. I saved you. I punished your enemy. I have a track record. I've proven myself reliable. You could trust me. I'll help you. That's number one, right? Atam Re'isa you saw all the miracles I did. Here's what I want. I want you to be my nation. What does it mean to be my nation? To do all my mitzvahs. But there's a catch. Okay, this is the catch. What's the catch? The Jews are not committing themselves. They're committing themselves, their children and their grandchildren, Ad, save, call out, Davis. Judaism has a door, but there's only one direction. In. You can't go out. So Hashem says tell the yid this is what I'm offering them I'm expecting them to make a commitment and the commitment is binding not only them but their children grandchildren and great-grandchildren on safe call this is what they're going to do they're going to keep my mitzvahs and there's no way out you cannot divorce God finished what am I offering in return you're going to be a nation of priests you're going to be my servants in other words a holy people and Vayisem Li Segula means you're going to be my favorites. The word Segula, Rashi, translates, Oitzel Chaviv, a precious treasure. You're going to be mine. And I will never abandon you. Hashem is expecting us to make a commitment, not just for ourselves, but for our children and grandchildren until the end of time. And what he's offering in return is he's committing himself to us till the end of time. Here's the deal. In this marriage, there's no divorce. You can run, you can hide. He's going to send out his hooks and he's going to wire you back in. This is the deal. The negotiated terms that happened thousands of years ago were that if a Jew wakes up one morning and says, you know what? I don't want to be a Jew anymore. It's too late. Our Zaydis committed themselves and by the virtue of the fact that our nishamas come from their nishamas, we're committed. There's no way out of Yiddishkeit. You could run, but you can't hide. Sooner or later, lo yidach m'menu nidach. Hashem is going to bring us all back. Right? When it comes to Goyim, I'm sure I told this to you earlier, after the Mabu, Goyim were given seven mitzvahs. What happened? Initially, they kept the seven mitzvahs. Then they stopped. So at first, one person doesn't have aid, the Eibishtah punishes him. Another person doesn't have the him. then the whole world said, forget the seven mitzvahs, let's just do whatever we want. So it says in Chazal, that the abishah said to Goyim, you don't want to keep seven mitzvahs, Okay, don't keep Shemisner. That's it. I, I I divorce you, so to speak. Go ahead; don't have any unless they become what's called Tzidium Asylum. The gave up on them, if if you will. When it comes to Yidna Hashem says, "I will never let you off the hook. You can run, but you cannot hide." This this is this is what we negotiated Har Sinai. We're stuck. That's it. This is what the Ebiysher offers comes down the mountain. This is all Tuesday. He gathers all the Eden together and he tells them the terms. And the Jews agree. Now, I I would like to make a proposition. Bechla, whenever we learn Chumash, we have a a mitzvah to imagine it in totally unrealistic terms. It's a fairy tale that happened in people's imagination. Think of it in real life. You imagine yourself standing there on that Tuesday morning, about 7.30 in the morning, let's say. Moshe Rabbein is coming down from the mountain already and you're waking up and you gather together and Moshe says, God is offering you a deal. And the deal involves you, your children and grandchildren at the end of time. Decide yes or no. What kind of mood What kind of mood do you think pervaded the camp that morning, that Tuesday morning? People were happy, people were afraid, people were nervous, people were saying let me go back to sleep, I'll wake up when the party's over. <laughs> but they just came out of return. Forty. In other words, they were very excited. They knew what Hashem was, what they're getting into, what they're getting in return but there's also what they're giving and what they're giving is serious if someone says to you simch, yes I want you to make a commitment not for you for your children and grandchildren on safe call, is, is an easy thing to do not that you can control your children and grandchildren but you've got the obligation to inspire in them this loyalty and you're talking about the Ebersted. he he's going to find your kids and your grandkids and your great grandkids he's going to he's going to whip them into shape right the Therefore, have you seen what he can do? So? You, think it, you think it went easy? I propose that that was a pretty serious meeting. It was a pretty, I'm not going to say it was a uh-huh. frightened meeting. That I'm sorry? committing for yourself, for your kids. Uh, for your kids, right? For your, for <laughs> your kids. <laughs> a thousand generations down the road. Forever, and it's a one-way door. I'm going to propose to you, I wasn't there. I guess I was there, but I don't remember. That it was a serious morning. He didn't say it. They didn't say Nasavanishma Yipi do. They said and Ishma, I can't believe what I just committed myself to. It's an awesome commitment. In any case, this happens Tuesday. Okay, this is called Yemama Yuchas, the day the Jewish nation was chosen. We agreed to be Jews. Okay? So Moshe waits till Wednesday morning, because by day it doesn't go up. We read on malahu Wednesday morning, early Meshach climbs to the top of the mountain and the gives him a new Mitzvah, the, the Mitzvah of Fences. Now boys, I want to share something with you, which says in Chomish and Rashi, and a lot of people don't realize. But it's this long Rashi on the Gemara here, explains it, as I'm going to explain to you on down. goes back up the mountain, and the says, Nu, what do they say? Now you know and I know, the already knows. But Rashi says, Lam dochtei de derech Tayla teaches you that ached that even if you know that the person to whom you have to report back knows already, you have to report. So Moshe says they're committed. They're committing themselves and their children and grandchildren at safe Men, women, especially women, because it's a matrilineal link in our uh, Yiddishkeit. So Hashem says to Moshe the following: Okay, go back down and tell them to put up fences and tell them as follows: Outside the fence is choyel. Out of the defense is ordinary. Inside defense is kodesh. They're going to be outside the defense because they're ordinary. Prosta mention. You know what prost in Russian means? We use prost as a negative word, right? In Russian, prost is a neutral word. Prosta means no charge. It's not positive. It's just negative. It's just nothing. Like you mentioned before, mano. How do you pronounce it? Mano. Mono. That's what it is. Choyel, chulin is not bad. It's just not good. It's plain. Yidden, you're choyel, you're outside the fence. Moshe is Moshe is inside the fence. Hashem says to Moshe as follows: Go to the Jews. Tell them to put up a fence. They'll be on the outside. You're going to be on the inside of the fence. And when I give the Torah, says Hashem to Moshe, I am going to speak to you. The Jews are not going to hear what I'm saying plan A was that the Yidden were not supposed to hear the Zeres HaDebris. Hashem says to somebody, I'm going to talk to you. You'll hear the Zeres HaDebris. The Yidden are simply going to see that I'm talking to you. So they will trust, not just my Tera, but they will trust you, my Navi, Right? The says, I'm going to come in a thick cloud. The Jews are going to hear and see me talk to you. But what I'm saying, you're not going to know. The Jews are going to believe in you. Hashem wants it. should be a novi. Hashem says to Moshe, I'm going to talk to you. The Jews are not going to hear what I'm saying. Why? Simple. You're Kaidish, They're chayel. I can't talk to them. This was the original plan. That Hashem is going to talk to Moshe. Now, this is very serious. Why is it serious? Because the Rambam Paskins, why do we believe in Novi? Why is there credibility to Novuz? Not because the Novi performs miracles, not because the Novi predicts the future, but because of Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu was called Avi Kol Hanavim, the father of all the prophets. The father of all the prophets doesn't mean the father of the prophets who came after Moshe Rabbeinu. It means the prophets that came before Moshe Rabbeinu. The credibility of Navu is Moshe. We believe in Avram Avinu because of Moshe Rabbeinu. We believe in other Marishu because of Moshe Rabbeinu. Why is Moshe special? Moshe is special because we believe in Moshe Rabbeinu not because he performed many miracles. We believe not Moshe Rabbeinu because he's a very big tzaddik. Because very simply, we saw God talk to him. The Rambam calls this Edus. There's a which is printed now in Sefer HaKidah, which was retyped recently, Edus, that Moshe is a Navi, we saw with our eyes. That uh, Yeshua ben is a Navi, that Eliyahu is a Navi, that Elisha is a Navi, we have to trust him. We all were witnesses to Hashem talking to Moshe Rabbeinu. And the Halacha says, Ramam says, we want to give Halachic authority to Nebuah. The Halachic power of Navua is Edus, we're witnesses. Every Jew saw Hashem talking to Moshe. So the original plan, plan A, was important. Plan A was Hashem talks to Moshe. The Jews don't know what he's saying. They just see Hashem is talking to Moshe. Moshe gives all the message. So are you with me? This is Wednesday. So what did Ma- they actually see? They saw... Uh, no, 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 they, they saw... A representative of Alakos, right? How these things work is a little complicated. Wait, it's not the end of the story. Mush comes down from the mountain all the Jewish people gather and Mush tells them the story you're going to put up a fence you're going to be outside because you're ordinary I'm going to be inside because I'm holy Hashem is going to talk to me he's not going to talk to you because you're ordinary but you'll be witnesses to it so what do the Jews say? we don't like the terms. I'm not happy with the terms. if we're making a commitment for posterity if we want to speak directly to the partner we don't need shluchim we don't want lawyers arbiters let's say we want to talk to the himself we don't want Hashem to talk to you and you will repeat the message it's not, it's not good enough for us that we witnesses that Hashem is talking to you Hashem has to talk to us directly now Moshe says to the eden, my dear brothers and sisters I love you very very much and I'm very proud that you want to speak to the but you know how it experiences to get spoken to by the it's worse than the meanest teacher I mean, of course Ebishter is going to talk to them it, it's not Pasha that Hashem is going to speak to them. And the Yidin say, no, we're, we're prepared. We'll do what we need to do to put ourselves in a position that Hashem should talk to us personally. And Moshe is thrilled. Moshe is thrilled. What a great idea. The Yidin don't like the fact that Hashem is going to talk to Moshe and through Moshe, the Yidin want Hashem to talk to Yidden directly. Moshe likes the idea, "Call Am Hashem Neviim" works perfectly fine with Moshe Rabbein. What happens? Back to the Gemara now. Behei, with six lines on the top of the page, Avud perisha. He made the separation. What happened? Hashem climbs back up the mountain. I'm sorry. Moshe Rabbeinu climbs back up the mountain. He comes back to the Abish and says, you don't like the terms. Your partner's not happy with the settlement. Not good enough. They want you to talk to them directly. So the Ebi says to Moshe, do they understand what is involved? I'm going to talk to them. Atzim was the himself is going to talk to human beings. And Moshe says, well, they, they're willing to do what it takes to get ready. It's called Prishos. It's in pirishus. The original terms were yidn would be ordinary, right? Yidn would be ordinary. Moshe Rabbeinu would be holy. And he would be in between. You want to talk to Hashem directly? Not a problem. Halify yourself. You've got to be holy. Mitzvah's Prisho. Mitzvah's Prisho is a Chumash Al-Tikshu el isha. Right? In halacha, Allah become tome. How would you explain it? I'll take you goes on, Gashmis. You want to be holy? It's kafia. That's it. Separate yourself from Gashmis. The yidden want to speak to Hashem directly. That's fine. But you have to be a Kaili for Gili alakus. The for Gili has to make himself holy. And I, a little bit, what I'm saying to you now is a, an embellishment. A little tiny piece. I'm giving myself a. A, a rabbi's license to interpret but you could say that it's a, if the Yidn had agreed to the first terms the expectation of Yidn would be different in other words, if we agreed to be ordinary and we would have naviim, because we wanted to hear directly from the Eberstead it's not just Sinai changed Yiddish guy changes, a Yid has to now be holy he can't just be an ordinary person you follow? so they're preparing for three days Hashem said, Lishloishes Yamim. Lishloishes Yamim means, I'm going to meet you on the third day. And according to Rabbi Yaisi, Meshach Rabbeinu says, Shloisha Yamim. Not a third day, but three days. Meshach Rabbeinu made the decision to add an extra day, and Abish did agreed with him. You follow? Now, what happens the next day? Next day is Friday. Hey, Sivan. The Gemara doesn't say a word. This is the only day Meshach doesn't go up to the mountain. Why not? This was the day of the collective conversion of Klal Yisrael. Any Jew, anytime, anywhere in the world, goes through Gir. What is the process of a conversion? Carbon, Brismila, Mila, Mikvah, and accepting mitzvahs. Where do we learn these halachas from? From Pashas Mishpatim. What happened to Pashas Mishpatim? Friday, the day before the Abishah gave us the Torah, Mesh Rabbein brought a carbon. We all went to mikveh and we all said nasa v'nishma. Brismila we had done seven weeks earlier so that we could eat krab and pesach, remember? So we were all circumcised. Okay? So the process of geros that a Agarit tzedek goes through nowadays, klal Yisrael collectively went through uh, 3,319 years ago. 19 years ago in two days from today. You understand? It's exactly the same process. It's not that Shabbat someone a gay. We're all gaydom. We're all converts. The formula, the procedure through which you become a Jew is learned from Hamasher Rebbein made us all Jews. This happened on Friday. The culmination of that day, of course, was Nasev and Nishma. didn't collectively agreed to keep uh, Tayag mitzvahs and tack on a level of first Nasev and then Nishma. I'm sure you've learned the Chassidus. will do, we'll understand, and so forth, and so on. You follow. This happens Friday. Shabbat morning, what happens? What happens? you didn't want to sleep. He <laughs> slept in. They went to go to sleep? Tomorrow the go to sleep gave the So the Rebbe has a delicious sikhah. When we were raised as children, we were told, why did he didn't go to sleep? They were lazy. And therefore it was wrong. And therefore we have to make up for their going to sleep by stay, staying away. Right? That's how we're always taught. What does the Rebbe say in the Sikha? The Yiddin had two choices. They can go to sleep. If they go to sleep, HaNeshama Oilo Lamayla Vashoyeves Lachayim, the Neshama goes to Gan Eden and it draws life. Or they could stay awake and proactively prepare themselves. In other words, they had two choices. To consciously prepare themselves, or to let the Neshama go to Gan Eden and let the Abish to prepare them. And they decided that it's a lot better if the to prepares them than if they prepare themselves. So they went to sleep, the Neshama went to Gan Eden and they got prepared. Says the Rebbe in the Sikhis, for them that was correct. Why? Because they hadn't received the Taylor yet. You don't have the Taylor, how are you going to prepare to receive the Taylor? You go to sleep, then the Hashem goes to and the Eighth that prepares you. But we have the Taylor from last year. Therefore, we stay awake and prepare ourselves to receive the Taylor again in a higher level because we have the same Taylor that we had last year. You understand? The Rebbe doesn't see it as a chasarim for them it was correct to sleep and for us it's correct to stay awake but they're sleeping the chosan comes to the chope and the call is nowhere to be seen Moshe Rabbeinu wakes them up slaps them out of the camp and they got what they asked for Moshe is closer but the Abish isn't talking to Moshe Rabbeinu he's talking to the whole of Paul Yisrael what happens? Hashem starts speaking poof they were very very prepared three days they made themselves holy they lasted about two seconds right? they passed away so the Malachim run, they fetch the Yiddish and the Shamas; they put them back in their goof, the Yiddish speaks again. What happens? Poof. It didn't work out so good. Right? I mean, you can't say it was a mistake here, but the fact is, Yiddin were not Kalim. What they wanted, they bit off more than they could chew. They wanted the Yiddish to talk to them directly. It wasn't working out. I'm sorry? Hashem gave them certain preparation to do should be enough no? yeah, I am sure it was. It was enough for this. <laughs> it was enough that they <laughs> that they would live and pass away and come back to life again. <laughs> what can I tell you? Now you should know this. There are so many sheetahs about what happened by Madden Teddy, you cannot even imagine. Did Hashem say Ten Commandments? Did he say only two commandments? Did he say them all at once? Did he say each one individually? There's so many opinions you have no idea. But we're not going into the opinions. The bottom line is, sooner or later, I don't know which opinion you want to follow, but you'll pick your own opinions. The Eden came to Moshe Rebeinu and they said, you know what Moshe, let's go back to plan A. <laughs> plan A was just fine. You'll speak to the Abishad and we'll be happy to hear from you. Right? The Eivishter's initial plan was that Moshe is the Navi. And Moshe, the Eden say, no, 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 no. Let's say, no later ez malkeinu. And Deitaka experienced it. At least two of the Aserz Adibis were heard directly from the Ebishter. And now they said, Moshe Rabbeinu, you'll you be in between. The Ebishter was happy about it. The Yidin were happy about it. Moshe was devastated. As much as Moshe was excited and happy, the Yidin wanted to hear directly from the Ebishter. He was now disappointed that the Yidin gave up. He said, what are you running away for? Keep doing it, then it, you know, it'll work itself out. And the Yidin said, no, me kenenisht. So Moshe comes to the Ebishter. Rashi says, in the cave. Became very weak. He says to Ebish the Ebi Yidden can't handle it. And Ebish says to the hey, they're right. They're right. And of course, Hasidus would explain why are they right? Because the wants normal people. The Ebish Taka wants Choyl. People to live in the real world and to deal with the real world. Only a handful of people are Tzadikim. The common person is not a Tzadik. The common person is not a Balmadrege. The common person is busy. Whatever it is, farming, making a living, dealing with elam hazeh, being asik and However, you want to slice it, and uh, Hashem says to "You'll take be my prophet." And uh, let them go back to their tents. This is the story of Matan Teira. Right? To quickly summarize, Monday, Hashem tells them nothing because it's an avoid of Tuesday, they become the chosen nation. Wednesday they get a mitzvah to make fences Thursday they get a mitzvah to make themselves holy, Friday they go through conversion, Shabbos they get a tere Sunday Meshach goes up on the mountain and according to the Ramban it's implicit that it was a Sunday but on Monday also but that's a different story Okay, that's the end of item 1 finished now let's do 2 2 is on page 6 2 is probably one of the more famous Gemaras that surround Matan And it's the last item on page 6. Okay? Va'omar Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. Says Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. <speaking> B'Sha'a Sha'allah lo Meshel <in> Amara. Meshel goes up to heaven. <Hebrew> Omru malachi ashar s'afniyam baruch said, the angels of servants, the malach said, that Ebersheter benishalei, leila master of the world. Mali le Yeludi What is this human being doing here? What is this son of a mother doing up amongst us. says Hashem He came to receive the data. the then I don't understand you. this sweet precious treasure which you have that is genuza you concealed it and you hid it nobody has access to it. Shaginuza lachah, which you've hidden for yourself. Chameis Vishivin the datus nine hundred and seventy-four generations. Kid Dem shenivra elim from before creation, Atom, evakish Litna, the Boss of Adam. You're gonna give it to human beings? Who are they? Mo' Enoish who is man that it should even be mentioned? Who is the son of Adam that he should even be counted? Now, just for the purposes of enlightenment, human beings have four names. What are they? Two of them are Adam and Enish. What are the other two? Ish. Ish and... Gever. Right? Adam, Ish, Enish, Gever. Adam is the highest denotation. Enish is the lowest. Adam is called an intellectual. Ish means an emotional person. Gever means Gevura, about Tshuva. And Enish means a sinner, a weak person. So the Malachim hapa on the lowest level of people, and the highest level of people. A than Enesh, if he's a sinner, he shouldn't even be mentioned. And Afila, if he's Ben Adam, the son of Adam, why should he be counted? Adeshem God our master. Mo who gives all to your name on the land? Who in the world is a proper vessel for you? Who honors you adequately? no which means please instead leave your honor in the heavens. Malacham Malachim said to "Why are you wasting your tater on earth? Leave it with us; we'll do just fine with it." Now you understand, and I understand that Malacham don't have any mitzvahs. Of course, it would mean a ruchni is a tater, but why give it to people and have them contaminated? What does the Shte do? All Malachim Baruch to six lines in the body, bottom. Hashem says to Meisha, "Abenu Hechazi You answer them. All Malachim of says to the Rabbi Shte, "Nirabe Nishalei the Master of the World, Mischiari I'm afraid. What am I afraid of? Perhaps they're going to consume me with the fire which is in their mouths. Now, wait a minute, I want to enlighten you. Malachim when they daven, what does it say in Shidduch? That's to call each other, right? In the morning, it says, They give each other permission to say praise. So the mind from Fritigai Reb where the Fritigai says, you know why? Because if one malach would open his mouth and speak not together with all the other malachim, he would literally burn all the other malachim up. The only way malachim survive, the only way malachim survive, the kedushah, another malach, is to say kedushah along with him. You follow? And therefore the minigirs, the all the malachim get permission from one another. They say kedushah all at once. So they offset each other's fires so they shouldn't get destroyed. So Mashiach says, malachim, I'm going to start saying, Shira, I'm finished the hold on to my throne of glory. and give them an answer. he holds on to the face of the throne. is all of Anone, reads as he s- spreads his cloud across him. Parshes is three words. The Eibushter spreads out. The Eibushter called Shaddai, spreads out. Miziv the ray of his Shechina, and his cloud all of over Moshe Rabbeinu to protect him from the Malachim's fire. Okay. So now Moshe Rabbeinu is going to answer the Malach. Oh Malach, So Moshe Rabbeinu says to the Eibushter the Master of the World, Sha'ata the Teir you give me to me. but what does it say in it? And the Eibushter answers am your that is taken at the land of Egypt. Right? Every person who's learned any Hasidus knows et Mitzrayim means narrowness, oppressiveness, pressure, difficulty, right? That's what Mitzrayim means. What does Pari mean? Pari is which means the back of the neck. When when you see a person's face, you see their personality, you see their eyes, their ears, see the back of the neck, you see nothing. Pare means the Ebi'sh has turned your back and you see you're in darkness. So Mesha says to him, Do you know what it means to be oppressed? Do you know what it means to be spiritually quetched? Your Nisham is stuck in a place, your sham is crying out to the that they can't serve Hashem because it's stuck in clippers. Were you enslaved to ha'oref? Do you know what it means to have the Abish to turn his back on you? You need to te'le you know what it means to live in a world where you can't see Ashgach You know what it means to see, live in a world where Hashem is acting like it, if He doesn't recognize you, doesn't know you, doesn't think about you? You have no business with the Teireh. You, you haven't been tested. Shuv Mak Last line on the page. Additionally, it says in the Teireh, You shouldn't have other gods, right? What does Hasidus say about the Alekim the Kim means the Ebeshter. <speaking> you shouldn't have a relationship with the Eivish that Achedim. Achedim from the word Achedim. Where Hashem turns His back to you. What does it mean Hashem turns His back to you? You don't see Ashkach You don't see miracles. Right? kim, <speaking> You shouldn't have a relationship with the Eivish that called Achedim. Of the Eivish turning His back. Because when you have a relationship with the when the that turns His back, you start worshipping nature and you start worshipping stars. You start worshipping palm readers and that we spoke about the other week I forgot when we talked about it all kinds of alternative mechanisms to to you know the, the miracle pill if the Abisha turns his back he's not relying on others you live amongst peoples to, what is that? they worship idols in other words what do you know about hell and behested? what do you know about God being concealed that you need to take additionally what is it written I want to make an observation Moshe Rabbeinu, according to this Gemara, switches around the order. What's the third commandment? They not mention Hashem's name in vain. What's the fourth commandment? Keep Shabbos holy. What's the fifth commandment? Honor your parents, right? So the Gemara puts Shabbos before Loitisa, As so if Poyochel makes a mistake, right? And let's read it. <Hudson> you have to remember Shabbos and keep it holy. Now what's Pshat Shabbos? Rest. What does it mean to Rest do nothing, right? What do they call it in teenageville doing nothing? Boring, right? What's boring in teenageville? Just about everything, <laughs> right? Boring. Shabbos is boring unless a whole week you and in your heart of it. Shabbos you rest. So not only are you resting from hard work, in Hasidic terms, you're lifting up everything you worked a whole week for. Shabbos you're lifting it up to a holy state. At klum at aizim do you work, and again, using Hasidis as a model, are you athik and avedis abirurim? To elevate sparks, to deal with good and evil. You live in a world where good and evil are so completely entangled. We have to work on separating the good from the evil. That you need to have a rest so that you can lift up the sparks that you've holiness, that you've separated from Klipp and Miriam Terebishter. Now it goes back to the third commandment. It says the third commandment, Leitisa. What's the Peshat in this commandment? You shouldn't say Hashem's name in vain, right? You know how the Gemara says Leitisa? You shouldn't be involved in business. And I suppose the pshat is, Lay tisa, that when the people swear, when the people swear, in business transactions, right? you have a makhlag, you go to Arav, a swear. In matters of gishaf in matters of business, it's likely that people are going to make an oath, or a vow. So he translates it, the gemara does, you're not allowed to be isik in masa o matan. When you do your business, you're not allowed to mention Hashem's name in vain. In other words, when you do your business, and in Chassidish term, what's business? Business is, to deal with the clip of this world and to harvest Nitzut kedusha to call, to take away from El Mahazer, Nitzut and bring him to the Eibishter. And when you do that, you're not allowed to allow one single spark get wasted because that's Hashem's name in vain. You have business. You have interactions on a business level where you have to have uh, Shavuos, and again, I'm giving you the khila, What I think is the shat Are you involved in birurim, with just clipper, and you have to be warned? Don't let any sparks go to waste. What do you need to the say that for? And he continues. Shuv maksevba. Five lines on the top of the page now. Kavu desavicha Honor your parents and your mother. A father and mother. You have a father and a mother that you need to be commanded to have kavu Right. And by the way, I, I love to say this, even though I'm sure that in this case it's totally unnecessary. There is no asterisk near that says, love your father and mother if you think they were nice to you when you were growing up. It says, love your father and your mother even if they're miserable. a to say they're nice. It's un-American, but Nebuchadnezzar was old-fashioned. He didn't know. But if the had lived today, he would have written a different tale with all kinds of sensitivity. And, you know, he would have permitted... Uh, <laughs> Medical marijuana, something exciting like that. But the E-bishtu was never old fashioned, and to be very frank, thank God. Shuv mak what else does it say in the Taylor? Do not murder, do not be immoral, and do not steal. And you could explain also this as being Ruchnis. Don't kill Nitute Kedusha. Don't Involve yourself into the conditions that are not yours. Don't take into the conditions that don't belong to you. There's jealousy amongst you. There's an evil inclination amongst you. So Mesh Rabbeinu went to the Ten Commandments and he showed them Allah because they have no business. You don't know what Mitzrayah means, you don't know what pare means. means, you don't know what it means to live in a world where you have a doubt about the Abishter, that you have to be told, don't doubt the Ebishtir. You don't know what means to live in a world you have to fight to bring clarity between good and evil. They have to be told, make sure to be good and not be evil. You don't need to tell. So, they acknowledged and they thanked the Abish. Yes, God, you were right. You made a good choice. Sheh he brings the Pasek. Ad shema, Adilinu, God our Master, Mo Adashimcha Vagoyim, HaOsem Adilinim B'chol HaOretz. Ve'ilu, however, Tano the words put your honor place your honor in the heavens is missing chapter Kapitel tell describes this negotiation okay chapter Psalm 8 chapter <laughs> 11 describes this negotiation we just read and you have two psukim that are identical Pasik bey and psuk yud how do i know i looked it up <laughs> psuk bey <Beis> says <laughs> and psuk yud says stop <laughs> So the Gemara says, in the beginning, they said, leave the tailor with us. After Moshe negotiated with them, they said to the Ebishter, you know what? He deserves the tater. We don't. And they didn't say And the Gemara continues. Miyad, immediately. I underlined the word Miyad so you can find it. Lo'i they became Moshe Rebbeinah's best friends. Um, they gave him gifts. Sheinemah says in the Pasuk, Alisa, the modern went up to heaven, Shavisa, Shevi, he brought down captives, prisoners, right? What's Shevi? Shimon ben Yechoi, Yisrael ben Sada, Yeshev Yitzhak ben Shtenes, Sada, Yitzhak ben Shleiman, right? All the biggest neshamas, that Rasha says, Yud beiz shin, or shin beiz yud. L'kachta matones ba'adam. You took gifts Adam. what is the meaning of the word In man, by the virtue of the fact that they called you man in a derogatory, in a shameful, in a disrespectful way, that's where you got these gifts. Right now, here goes a very interesting thing. The angel of death gave Mesharabeno a gift. Now, the angel of death is the worst angel, right? So, if he gives a gift, it's the most precious. What was the gift? In the Posuk, a places the <laughs> wipes away the sins of the people. <laughs> <in> the Posuk, <laughs> that Aaron stands between the living and the dead. <laughs> if the Malachi had not told Moshe Rabbeinu this trick, how would he know? This is the pasuk in Pasha's Kedach. What happens by Kedach? Kedach in his two hundred and fifty band. Michiganers bring Kedach and they get killed. Correct so the yidn come right to Meishah Rabbein who atem hamiten be causing us all to die we have this ketetus you touch the ketetus you die so there's a plague 16,400 people died or 14,600 people died a, a guzman with mention so Mesha Rabbein says to Adam run quick take ketetus and uh, there's a plague Adam goes in he gets ketetus he comes running out and he sees the Malachim Malachi with his sword right I don't know if he had horns or he had big fangs but he was the angel of death, and he's killing people left, right, and center. And Anna runs after him with this pan of potatoes, and he grabs about a collar and says, "Hold on!" And the Malchamov says, "Excuse me, I don't know who you are, but I'm busy." And Anna says, "And I know who you are, and I'm not letting go." Malchamov says, "I'm on a mission from the Emisser," and Anna says, "I'm on a mission from Moshe Rabbeinu." So the Malchamov says, "With all due respect to Moshe Rabbeinu, I work for his boss, <laughs> for the Emisser." So Adam says to Meshir Abina real to the Malachamovs, a He says, "You take work for his boss, but my boss doesn't work without consulting your boss." So they go back to Pesach El Mayit and the Mageif and the and Rashi says that the Ebrushter agreed. He says, "Saved Eden through the Ktayis, and if not for that, the Malachamovs would just continued killing Jews." What's the pshat? Ktayis is a very very deep koyach. And many people have died from it. But it also is Samchayim. And the Malach told Moshe Rabbeinu that in case of emergency, you could use ktatis to save lives. What's the Hasidus of Keteris? The Hasidus of Keteris is chuva. Ktatis has 11 species, you know that. It doesn't have 10, it has 11. And the number 11 has to do with La'umazer. One of the 11 spices of Keteris is called chelbana. Chelbun is a spice that stinks miserably; it's impossible to breathe. Why was Chelbunah included? It represents Yidnaware Shoyim. Okay, so you have the katanus has ten pleasant spices and an eleventh spice which is unpleasant, which represents the Shoyim. And the keich of katanus is the same as Chuvah; it heals sick Jews, it heals dying Jews, and this is the keich the Malachim Avos gave. You with me? Sure, I'm going to